0: and welcome to GTR Trade Insights. My name's Eleanor Ragg and I'm a senior reporter at GTR. In partnership with GTR, HSBC is producing a series of articles taking a closer look at some of the cross-cutting issues impacting trade. In this podcast, we'll be speaking to the experts behind these articles to learn more about what they're hearing from clients and what banks need to do in order to support them. This first instalment focuses on the gradual progress towards bringing paper-heavy processes into the digital age and the groundwork needed to ensure digitisation is accessible to all exporters. Nick Hampton, HSBC's Regional Head of Services, Global Trade and Receivables Finance Europe and Sybil Sermagol, Regional Head of Products and Propositions, Global Trade and Receivables Finance Europe talk about the urgency around trade digitization and the need for incremental changes in order to digitize trade from the inside out. So Sybil, you're responsible for driving a number of key topics across innovation, digitization and sustainability. While Nick, you're charged with driving the agenda across automation, simplification and client satisfaction. In the recent article titled Charting a Path to Trade Digitization, you discussed how over the past year or so, corporates have had the chance to experiment with technologies and cooperative approaches that could lead to a more sustainable, resilient and inclusive future for global trade. So I'd like to ask you both, um, what has been the experience and have corporates changed the way they look at trade digitisation?
1: Yes, absolutely. I think what we have seen um, really in the, in the past 12 to 18 months during pandemic is there is there's an absolute change. And trade today is still not easy. It is still too siloed and it's fragmented. Many platforms service everyday transactions from financing, invoicing, logistics, insurance to payments. So the platform proliferation makes trade difficult and costly for companies needing to connect to them. Digitization of trade is absolutely essential and well overdue. So it's needed to make trade faster, cheaper, but at the same time, safer and more sustainable. But most importantly, digitization has the potential to increase the velocity of trade significantly reducing the transaction times, allows clients to trade more and get paid earlier, which is critical in in terms of uh, liquidity requirements. Our digital transformation journey meant we were well prepared to continue meeting client needs through the pandemic. And COVID has also rapidly increased the preference and propensity of digital interactions. I think Nick is going to cover a bit more on what the clients have been uh, asking from us.
2: Yeah, thanks, Sybil. I I think that's a key key phrase there, preference and propensity for for digitisation. And I I think the first step for me is that uh, for organisations is is moving to an online platform. Um, And certainly through COVID, you know, we've seen this quite dramatically. Um, Our usage of our own HSBC net channel has uh, increased dramatically Uh, through trade. We're up 30 percent. But in in the wider commercial banking business, it's up. Downloads are up about 145 percent last year. So you can see companies and organizations are making that first step. And of course, that first step then introduces them to the functionality that, that we can offer as well. Um, So that user experience hopefully then gains that momentum to do to do more online. So, yeah, it's been a real sea change over the last 18 months.
0: You talk about that first step and um, a lot of the headline grabbers around paperless trade have kind of centered around distributed ledger based projects, right, of which HSBC has been a leading participant. Now, it's pretty clear that solutions such as Contour, for example, may very well be the future of trade. But how ready do you feel the market is to jump to blockchain?
1: Um, I think it's it's still we're still kind of uh, in the um, in the kind of a relatively beginning stages of, of the, the journey. There is a potential of efficiency gains from automating trade uh, processes, and it's enormous in terms of labor cost and and speed. And I think we we all agree that blockchain technology has a big role to play um, uh, in this space. Um, blockchain based platforms currently. Um, uh, contour is is mainly for core trade um uh, letter of credit transactions. widow trade uh, bring together um, the open account solutions in uh, uh, for for corporate uh, working capital financing. and they bring together the the banks, corporates, and ecosystem partners to a common digital, and again, I keep emphasizing this to a trusted, safe network. and um, so transforming the the global trade. I think what we have seen, which is, again very critical to from an, uh, from a cost save and efficiency perspective is we have brought down the processing times from 10 days to under 24 hours this is really significant unlocking working capital and enabling more trade to be done um, between uh, countries um but but to your point um it's it's um it, it's still the kind of uh, um adoption process so not every a uh, corporate is currently uh, ready to adopt. Uh, they want to see more use of this uh, technology um, and uh, smaller firms may not have enough resources to, um, to look into these projects yet and, and kind of expect others to adopt it first and see how, how it develops. So and there is kind of a uh, there is an, a need and intention to uh, move into a, a blockchain. But we need to kind of establish it with the least change management, so the corporates are. Uh, it's easy for the corporates to, to join and to use the, the technology. We need to to prove that it's um, it's also easy to uh, easy to use. Um, in addition to other benefits.
2: I th- yeah, I, th- I think that's a good point, Sybil. Th- and I, to me, it, it kind of indicates that not every everybody is ready to use blockchain. Um, but as you say, what, what the client wants is the least change management in this sort of busy COVID time when everyone's focusing on customers and uh, uh, on the business. So I think, um, as we talked about, uh, an incremental approach uh, is needed to just make that digitization journey more accessible. So we know there's the need. We know there's a preference. Um, So I think our role, uh, you know, as banks is to and and the leaders of trade is to make that journey a little bit easier and more accessible. I I think everybody gets the concept of blockchain, um, but we've got to bring all the parties, the shippers, the insurers, etc. into into the arena and and make it make it come alive. And I think that's going to be a key focus for us.
0: In the article, um, you talked a little bit about co-creation, but. What does this mean in practice um, Nick, you know, are we at a stage where banks and corporates and third party solution providers can all come together and, you know, make these incremental improvements that you said and, and bring forth the end to end digitization of trade, or do you think there are still stumbling blocks to overcome? Sure.
2: Um, I, th- I think i think there's a there's a more willingness to to engage uh, banks are becoming more open i mean open banking is a pure sort of technical case of that but i think just culturally that's changing and shifting. Um, and if you think about the word co-creation uh, to me it's about a collective uh, effort solving a big problem um and i think the, the the value of that is that you get different views and vantage points to to, to assist. Um, so certainly, if I think about some of the examples in HSBC, you know, one of the big challenges for us was around trade-based money laundering. Uh, and we we'd had a very manual approach to this in the transaction, checking a number of data points. Um, but actually, that was only a narrow view of, of, of the, the risk or the red flags, as, as we called them. Um, so teaming up with a fintech uh, called Quantexa that has developed a market-leading network analytics tool, we could systemize that data, but not only that, see a bigger picture of data. So connection points that we wouldn't have even been aware of when just checking a a set of documents. So suddenly the power of that data um, through the development that they've made um, with our sort of uh, specialist knowledge brought a massive um, intensity around risk management and it really has supercharged our focus and we're detecting and deterring financial crime risk as a result of that much more effectively. It's been really good.
1: Yeah, I think just to kind of, just to add on that, we have, um, we have been investing heavily in our own systems and platforms, and we're really building the future state kind of solutions. But we're also aware that uh, we can't be in this uh, all alone. So we need to uh, cooperate and co-create. And we need to kind of talk to clients, understand their changing, evolving uh, business uh, requirements, and how we can uh, adapt to it. So I think that's where kind of the uh, fintechs uh, also come into play because the corporates may already be uh, using them in in different kind of uh, uh, contexts and then we can integrate into those uh, solutions. So we know that fintechs have the agile and scalable uh, tech and we do already work with with some of them. We do our own, obviously, due diligence, uh, but they may not have the customers or the scale of operations like the banks. So I think at the end of the day, the winners will be those banks who can utilize The strategic partnership uh, with fintechs within the wider ecosystem and also include the the likes of logistics, insurance um, and customs to the mutual benefit and scale.
0: Thanks very much. And thank you for joining GTR Trade Insights. If you'd like to read more about HSBC's viewpoint on the digital evolution of trade, the featured article on charting a path to trade digitization is available in the Q3 issue of GTR magazine. Out now.